This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Andrea Eklund, Senior Vice President and Chief Compliance Officer at Unity Point Health. Andrea, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you for having me, Laura. Appreciate it. Now, I know we've got a lot to talk about. There's always 101 things going on in the healthcare arena, but before we dive into my questions, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself and your background? Yeah, sure. Um, so I currently serve as a Senior Vice President Chief Compliance Officer at Unity Point Health. I'm part of our senior executive team. As part of that role, I oversee our strategic direction for compliance, privacy, and enterprise risk management programs, as well as provider contracting and, and oversight of our central verification office. Uh, previously, came from one of our clinic affiliates, Unity Point Clinic, serving in the compliance officer role there. And then prior to joining Unity Point Health, I served as the chief compliance and privacy officer for Tallahassee Memorial Healthcare in Tallahassee, Florida. Wow. So what was it like going from Tallahassee to Iowa? It was um, it was definitely a little bit of a culture shock um, as I watched the uh, 78 degrees <laughs> on my uh, car trickle down to a uh, balmy negative 40 below zero windshield by the time I got to Iowa in that early January day. Yeah. So it definitely was was a little bit of a season change, but but the culture and the um, community are, are very similar. So it's been great. That's excellent to hear. Well, what are the issues that you're spending most of your time on today? Yeah, so I definitely think working the new norm uh, since COVID, I think we all expected that um, there would be a sense of post-pandemic and are finding that uh, we're really just having to change the way in which we operate under healthcare than we previously did before COVID. Right now, we're working very heavily with our operations team to unwind any waivers that we implemented during the public health emergency and ensuring that we um, move forward compliantly, but also able to meet our patients where they are and really assessing um, how we can uh, meet our patients' needs uh, given this post-pandemic state. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. You know, when you look at broadly what patients are needing today versus what it might have been before the pandemic, is there anything that you found that you really want to be doubling down on or, or making sure that you have so that you are able to serve the patients in your community? Absolutely. It's the little things. Um, telehealth definitely is top of mind, I think, for everyone in healthcare, especially from compliance professionals. You know, Unity Point Health, we span across three states and we service patients in metro areas as well as very much rural America. And while we've seen states take action to support uh, telehealth more in the behavioral health space and the like, we're still waiting for some of that federal legislation to really come to fruition to allow us the same flexibilities that we've experienced during COVID. It's been a huge satisfier for our patients um, being able to really meet them where they are. And it, we've seen that from a consumer perspective, it doesn't matter uh, the age of the patient. Uh, all of our patients really are wanting to meet their provider virtually now. Uh, having that face-to-face -face communication um, by way of telecommunication um, or even like FaceTime kind of approach, it just is something that um, they look forward to and, and see that as just continuing their patient care journey. 
Got it. That's a really great point and so interesting to think about how that's changed, especially and rapidly evolved with telehealth in the past few years. Now, when you look into the future, how are you thinking about investments in growth and development, especially given that some of these uh, you know, federal guidelines are, are not solidified um, from a compliance standpoint? Well, it really depends on, you know, if we're talking about the recruitment and retention aspects in healthcare. Um, now that healthcare has pivoted and patients uh, are coming into our facilities through different means and or seeking care in different ways, we're able to offer our care differently by either if we have those telehealth um, benefits, working with providers who are in other states, which helps um, provide additional bench strength to the providers that we have within our geographical footprint, as well as um, even looking at our workforce differently. We have team members across 45 states, um, across all of the U.S. that really support the back office functions and even potentially some of the clinical care components from like a case management um, component overseeing the patient um, visit, you know, from beginning to end uh, and supporting the patient after they leave maybe the hospital, but doing so in a, in a virtual way. So as we look at the consumer aspect of it and also look at what can we do, often I'm brought in uh, working with our operations teams to help them navigate those spaces and to help identify solutions to meet those needs, but do so in a compliant manner. Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense and is really helpful to understand what you have your eye on because I can imagine things can change pretty quickly, but you still want to be able to have the access and opportunities available for patients to really feel like they're connecting with providers and getting the care that they need. Absolutely. And, and, and when you're thinking about uh, where we're at today, what are you most excited about right now? What are you really thinking about that has you uh, excited in, in looking at where you're at right now and, and then to the future as well? Well, you know, we're really being progressive. We're preparing for um, preparing for the for the future. Um, you know, healthcare has changed. Um, we've seen a financial decline across the entire industry. But what I'm really proud of is we're being fiscally responsible ensuring that uh, we provide healthcare uh, in the best setting for our patients each and every time, but in doing so, we're also being um, efficient and um, being responsible with the way we're providing care. And that allows us to then further invest in areas that we need to invest in. So we don't, you know, we don't fall behind. Uh, we have to continue to be progressive um, and move forward and look at healthcare differently. And so I am, I'm excited about um, the continued uh, investment in innovation and the like. I'm also uh, really excited about what we've learned from COVID and how we can apply that to future state. You know, from an enterprise risk management perspective, we never would have thought that we would be facing um, something like COVID. Uh, or even a derecho for that matter in the middle of COVID. Uh, and, and really what we've learned uh, as a large health system is that our that we have been able to be more nimble than not as a large health system, taking resources and supplies and, and team members and really using cross-utilization uh, across our footprint 
and leaning on each other um, across the entire organization to really provide the best health care outcome for every patient every time. Absolutely. And I'm really glad you brought that up because I can imagine for you on the compliance side and really looking at risk management, sometimes, and, and some people in that position may get a little bit nervous when you start talking about innovation or trying to make changes and being nimble and, and doing it quickly. Uh, but, you know, that, like you said, is a reality when you don't have time during a pandemic or during a derecho or other types of natural disasters. So how has that framed your approach in, in strategy and thinking about what you need to do and make sure that your team is doing to stay nimble and stay innovative while also really keeping that risk and that compliance piece of it in mind and front and center for, for your division? Really, it came down to being intentional about the framework. Um, what COVID taught us and what we've taken away as part of really being a front end and leading edge in the enterprise risk management space is to well communicate what is our risk tolerance as an organization? What, where are we able to, or where do we feel like we would take more risk as an organization versus not? At the end of the day, we will always do 100% what is best for the patient to ensure that we are providing that best outcome every time. Our intention is to provide the best quality care. And what that means is, you know, we may um, look at look at a situation and determine that at the end of the day, it's just not what's best for Unity Point Health. And having our framework of how we approach that, uh, something that our leadership team and operations is familiar with, it helps provide a level playing field for us speaking, you know, from the same set of guiding principles. But it also, um, we also know as part of that, that we have a clear line of communication and um, an instant response team that can help respond and resolve um, those questions when they come up, which helps us get to that point of just where, where we found ourselves being more nimble and in, in our ability to respond to those issues. Got it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for going through that with us. And Andrea, thank you for being on the podcast today. This has been a really interesting discussion and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Absolutely. Thank you for your time.